Welcome to the About Sex Podcast. I'm Joshua Skirtu, and with me, as always, is the star of our show, Angela Skirtu. <laughs> Hi, Angela. Hi, Josh. Tell them who you are. <laughs> I'm a licensed marriage therapist and ASEC certified sex therapist. Awesome. And with us today is Brooke Kalisiak of Legacy, physical, Legacy therapy. physical Therapy, your board certified <laughs> women's health special physical therapist with a passion for treating pelvic issues such as pelvic plane, pain, bladder leakage, painful intercourse, and bowel dysfunction. That's a big paragraph. I'm not going to read that. Whole Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She'll go more. <laughs> but, okay, so let's get into it. You treat pelvic floor. You're a pelvic floor specialist. You so what is it. that? There you go. Yeah, tell uh, us a little more about what that's like. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, thanks for, for having me in that. So, um, Pelvic floor physical therapy is a subset of physical therapy that um, specializes in the pelvic area of the mm-hmm. body. So, hence, I brought my pelvis today, so we have visuals. She has an actual pelvis. I have an actual pelvis. Pelvic bone and everything. Angela's going to show the actual Fancy. pelvis. So, mm-hmm. is the back? Oh wow! Does everybody like the badonka dunk? Oh yeah. Backside. Bring that tailbone out. I actually out. like to call it when I show it to my patients. I'm like, here's the gynecologist view oh. that, that they get, and that's so that we can talk through where the muscles are. That's and fun. That, so we'll pre- we'll take a, a close up picture and post oh, that. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for the audio podcast. Love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, awesome. well, so it's not just the vagina, it's like other areas in the pelvis too, like the hips or... Correct, okay. correct. So um, pelvic physical therapy can encompass anything from pain in the hips, pain in the low back, um, SI joint pain. It can deal with rectal pain or vaginal pain. Um, oh, sometimes no. it's all on the outside. It can be vulvar pain um, or vestibular pain, which um, on, on the outside area. And there's there's many different causes to it. As a physical therapist, my area of expertise is what are the potential musculoskeletal causes. Mm-hmm. And so as part of the treatment team that works with pain and dysfunction in this area, my job is to figure out what is potentially going on musculoskeletal-wise and help the patient work through those aspects of it. So what are some of the reasons women have pelvic pain? Or men, because I think, yeah, well, don't you work? What do people come in for? Like? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, good clarification. We Both men and women have pelvises. And yeah. That's, that I is think true. That's true. One, Allegedly. So. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I have a pelvis. It has not been confirmed. Well, we didn't call him Elvis the pelvis for nothing. No. Uh, so, um, and actually, the... The pelvic floor muscles um, on the bottom side of the pelvis in males and females are very, very similar. Mm. And that's so um, males and females can have a lot of the same issues. Um, females, pelvic floor issues and pelvic pain issues do tend to fall predominantly in the female population. Yeah. But um, males can definitely get pelvic floor pain. work with a lot of guys who are dealing um, with issues after prostate cancer yeah. or mm-hmm. um, dealing with incontinence or erectile dysfunction issues then. Mm. But the most common things I see at my clinic are um, women dealing with pain with intercourse, mm-hmm. um, pelvic pain in general. I have a lot of women who just the act of they they couldn't sit here and talk right now. Mm-hmm. Like it would be too uncomfortable to be yeah. sitting. Painful and then, to like, be sitting. It's just painful yeah. to be sitting. Um, well, what do they do if it's like if it's too painful to sit? I mean, are they like just standing <laughs> oh, it all sucks. the time? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So lots a lot of pillows. Of people, lots, lots of pillows. pillows yeah. Lots of different support cushions. Um, a lot of people, you know, end up getting a standing work desk mm-hmm. and really alternate between standing and laying down and avoiding sitting as much as they can. Mm. And and so, you know, in in extreme situations, I haven't had a patient like this, but I've heard of patients who, you know, have to get like a big recliner type situation that keeps Mm -hmm. them completely unweighted and then when they're dealing with severe forms of that pain oh yeah oh wow so like zero gravity chair chair. you have one of those actually Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. oh yeah it's the most comfortable chair in the world yeah (laughs) because it it just kind of puts you in a weird position if my back's hurting i love it too it's perfect yep yep no so it takes lots of pressure off to be like displaying this while you talk just for fun hello there's a pelvis can make it float like i know oh like hovering right hovering Work. <laughs> the oh that'd be cool if we put like a little ring behind it so that it was like an angel pelvis yeah, i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> that's beyond my kids yeah, i can't no, do that not gonna happen well, okay well so um anyhow like so how do people find out about you because to my knowledge a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know that this sort of pelvic floor treatment exists they've heard of physical therapy but Correct. they're like 
vagina physical therapy. Yeah. What? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I get a lot. I'd say nine out of ten people that walk into my office and my doctor told me to come here and mm-hmm. I have no idea what you were going to be doing. I'm going to physical therapy for my knee or for my ankle. Right. And it's funny. They're like, I have no idea how you're going to do physical therapy for my vagina. So you are exactly correct that most people do not know about pelvic physical therapy. Mm-hmm. It has been around um, as a subspecialty. So there's the American Physical Therapy Association mm-hmm. and underneath it is the section on women's health. And mm-hmm. that has been around for over 25 years. Okay. It started out as a group that wanted to focus more on pregnancy um, mm-hmm. type stuff, and it slowly evolved over time to encompass kind of all things related to pelvic and women's health. We're actually trying to, we're kind of going through a, a name change type time in, in, in the section of women's health because we realized that we leave out half the population by calling it the mm-hmm. section on women's health. I know. And we, we deal a lot with what about we also have pelvic pelvic issues. Yes, males also have pelvises. So, Apparently. So they're trying New to figure news. out. Yes. <laughs> Men have pelvises this just too. <laughs> so in general, most people don't know about it. Um, no. And they usually get a referral from um, their physician. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their OBGYN, gynecologist, urogynecologist, urologist, those are all common people that we see referrals from. We often get referrals from sex therapists and mm-hmm. family therapists oh, yeah, like and Angela. co-treat that way yeah. or with doulas and midwives mm-hmm. and that we, we work a lot with them and talking with them and helping their patients out. Um, but frankly, more people need to know that pelvic physical therapy is out there. And yeah. that's so one of the things that we're trying to get people more aware of is so in France, every woman who's had a baby automatically gets a referral to pelvic physical therapy. Oh, really? for to make like, sure everything's okay. To make yeah? sure everything's yep. okay afterwards hmm. and that. And so that definitely does not happen here in the United States. Oh, no, not and at all. France is very forward thinking. I think they even send a person home with them to help watch oh, yeah. their baby during mm-hmm. the beginning times. I'm yeah. like, wow, yay France. Yeah. Like, I mean, you need it. Come on. You do. It's it takes exhausting. a lot of people to raise a kid, man. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> yeah. I remember. It's like, I remember. There were we three of us like, in this house, and we all felt busy. Uh, she didn't sleep oh, yeah. through the night till she was 18 months old. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. rough. That's really rough. Our baby is very energetic. <laughs> <laughs> she still is. Well, to be fair on what you were saying earlier i mean um so like people will come to me i'm obviously a sex therapist and it's funny to me how rarely like the whole pain during intercourse thing kind of comes up in passing like Mm -hmm. it's more they're there because oh we're not having sex and oh and he's mad of course or annoyed because it's like you never want to have sex you never initiate which that's another desire (laughs) issue we might not cover today but like um then somewhere along the line, she'll tell me, well, it's kind of painful. And then I'm like, wait, how long has it been painful? Is it painful every time? Zero to ten. How yeah. far is this going? And like, she'll be like, very painful. And it's been there for several really? months. And I'm like, you, wow. you don't have to do that. That's yeah. why like, p- people avoid pain. Yeah. Like, that's just like, kind of a natural tendency. Yeah. And so then, of course, I'm like, did you know there's physical therapy? And you Nobody can do knows something? That. Nobody no. knows. Nobody knows They that. never know. And they're like, wait, what's that? And they're so always freaked out. If you have pain anywhere, <laughs> talk to your doctor. I mean, maybe there's a physical therapy for everything. That's you true. never know. But not all the doctors know about physical Correct. therapy. And that about for pelvic the, floor. For pelvic floor. Correct. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about it till. Yeah. I met her. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Till you and yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about it until I became a sex therapist. Yes, there you go. exactly. Yeah. No, so there, unfortunately, in medical school, there's very little training um, yeah. that the OBGYNs and gynecologists get um, in regards to what the pelvic floor muscles do, so specifically mm-hmm. the musculoskeletal side of it. And then they may get in passing, like, hey, there's pelvic physical therapy in their four years of schooling. And that's a million things. They're learning everything else they need to know. Definitely not on the quiz. And that's so when I actually get to go and talk with the uh, OBGYNs and neurologists and that, like some of them, they, I mean, they just really have no clue that it's anything mm-hmm. out there. Or um, I've actually been insulted by a physician who had said, well, don't you just teach people kegels like i can no. just tell them what to do like yeah. that's fine no. that it's only about kegel exercises so what do you teach them? oh yeah well we should like, learn about what are that some yeah. of the treatments how are you for... different than kegels <laughs> yeah so for so what's a kegel yeah. first yeah, yeah for yeah, those right? of you who don't know a kegel exercise is uh simply a contraction of the pelvic floor muscles so what that means or cues that i give people for that are 
pucker your anus like you're trying to hold a fart in. <laughs> Got that it. Works. Check. Well, that'll be or, a fun new one. Yeah, to use. there you go. <laughs> or try to stop the flow of urine. So hold, mm-hmm. hold in there. Um, or you can think about sucking your vagina straw up. <laughs> For guys, you can think about like you're walking into a bunch of cold water and you don't want the boys to hit the water. So you're trying to pull uh, it up. Retraction. Retract. I always mess with them and say, you know how like sometimes you have an erection and you move it back and forth? (laughs) Whatever muscle you're using to do that, that's the muscle system. They love it because they all try to move it and do tricks with it. (laughs) Try to make it bounce. It's kind of a guy thing. They love their penises. (laughs) But anyhow. We're big fans. So um, a long time ago, a gentleman named Kegel coined the phrase that he he figured out that if people or women exercise those muscles that it can help with urinary incontinence other mm-hmm. urgency frequency mm-hmm. bowel issues all that kind of stuff and so ever since that i i don't know exactly when i think it was back in the 50s or 60s now, they've been referred to as kegel exercises um i usually call them pelvic floor muscle contractions because i don't want to give credit just to that dude the and one, guy. one guy <laughs> one guy gets credit for it all but also <laughs> one guy tells you to clinch and that's it <laughs> well so, one guy the one for the Graffenberg spot yeah, too. So go. I was like, well, yeah. you know, whatever. So pretty much most <laughs> it's of always the men, female isn't anatomy it? is ma- named after men. Yes. I founded the vagina. All the OBGYNs were men back in the day. Well, yeah, it makes sense. So yeah, we all got male name issues. Well, then maybe there is penis envy going on. You never know. No, just joking. That's not a real thing. Go Um, But pelvic floor muscles, so the Kegel is just a contraction of them. And so a lot of times I don't even tell people that they're doing Kegel exercises because research has shown that 40 to 50% of women are doing that contraction wrong. So they think they're doing the right thing, but they might just be clenching their butt cheeks or using their inner thighs or they're actually pushing out when they should be pulling in. And that's hmm. so. Oh, there's a difference. Yes, yes. there is a difference in that. Yes. So you can push out P, or you mm. can hold P in. No, yes. I can't. <laughs> you, can. you assume I have control over that. <laughs> I can. I know those yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> if that. you don't, just try it. See what happens. <laughs> yeah. So the pelvic floor muscles are muscles like anywhere else in our body. So to say that all you needed to do to fix a muscle is to tighten it is to say like I want to get my hands stronger. So I'm going to walk around all day long tensing my fist mm-hmm. like this and right. make it stronger it's like okay well the the hand needs to stretch and relax and mm-hmm. move all different ways so mm-hmm. does the pelvic floor uh, and so a pelvic floor physical therapist can assess how these muscles are moving and working and are they too tight are they too loose are they not coordinating with other things mm-hmm. are there knots or trigger points or mm-hmm. scar tissue that's painful and limiting okay. the function mm-hmm. so, yeah because that can happen after episiotomy yep, right yep. or even from like the tearing after mm-hmm. having a baby that yes, can happen yes so a lot of women that i see postpartum who are dealing with pain with sex uh, their pain is often related to scar tissue that's not moving as well as it should be from either an episiotomy mm-hmm. or the tearing from the birth itself. And they get their six-week checkup, and the doctor is like, okay, everything looks good, scar's healing well. Mm-hmm. And they don't really, like, m- try and move it around much. Mm-hmm. They and try to just not touch it. Yeah, they're like, oh, like, no, don't touch it. <laughs> and yeah. so then these women go home with the green light to have sex, and mm-hmm. when they finally feel comfortable enough and brave enough to do it, mm-hmm. it hurts. Yeah. yeah. And then, if it, you know, some of them end up calling their doctor and mm-hmm. saying, you know, hey, I tried, and it hurts. And most of my patients that I've talked to, they get told, well, you just had a baby a little while ago. It's, it's going to hurt. Just drink some wine. Maybe use uh, some more lube. More It'll wine. It'll be okay. More, more wine and lube just makes everything better. Yeah, um, wine makes everything better. Got and it. So in some <laughs> situations, yes. Yeah. Not always, though. And so unfortunately, a lot of these women, so then, you know, they maybe try that and it, mm-hmm. may, and it hurts again. Mm. And they don't think to call their doctor again because they're like, well, last time I called, they just said to drink wine and, you know, use more lube. <laughs> right. So they just kind of live right. with they it. Live they live with it. Yep. Like, okay. yep. But then they want it less yeah. and they avoid it. And, and then their husbands feel yeah. rejected and they're like, why don't you want to have sex? And, you know, yeah, yada, yada, yada. Whole... here's your job. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, I love when I get women who come in who have, are, I find that most of them have to be very proactive, either their friend mm-hmm. or uh a co-worker someone has told them about pelvic physical therapy mm-hmm. and you know they've been brave enough to say you know i'm having pain with sex mm-hmm. and 
and someone will say, oh, I, I know where you need to go. You need to see a pelvic physical therapist because mm-hmm. um, a lot – and don't get me wrong. There are some OBGYNs who are forward-thinking enough that are sending yeah. them that way. But a lot of times I get them at like a year or so postpartum because oh, wow. they go back for their yearly exam at that mm. point. And they're like, eh, I'm, I'm still, still having, having pain. pain and you that, know but they don't. That's a long time to go. It's a long yeah. time. Yeah. I wanted to say, like, I had a C-section, a so year? I didn't even do a vaginal birth, but I actually still had pain after it, too. Mm. And I was like, whoa, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And I just think that, I think the chemistry changes a little bit, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely chemistry changes. And yeah, some women will think, oh, I had a C-section. That, 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 that shouldn't be an scar issue. Scar tissue is not going to be a problem for me. Actually, there it can be because it can put tension through um, any of the layers in the abdominal wall That's right. in, there's muscles around here. the organs, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, you had muscle pain up here. I did. Yeah. I had so much muscle pain Aww. with the pregnancy. No, but, yeah. you know, like it's like she she landed on one nerve and just oh, stayed there just the entire there. pregnancy. Oh, yeah, all nine <laughs> and I was months. like, ow. She was dancing on a nerve. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. But yeah. so I'm just saying you don't mm-hmm. have to have had the vaginal birth Correct. to still have pain. Yes, you know? C-section like, uh, mm-hmm. births can. And, and just the stress of you know carrying a baby for nine months like it's you know you're carrying a bowling ball on your pelvic floor Hmm. for an extended period of time and so your pelvic floor is doing a lot of work and that's a lot (laughs) it was like (laughs) Like bowling ball ball on there (laughs) thank you that's too much (laughs) you just gotta hold it for nine months honey if i have a big lunch i'm like oh (laughs) i'm gonna die But you guys carry people in you. I know. That's it's crazy. kind of a unique experience. Yeah. They move yeah. and stuff. You're like, is that an alien? In well, mine has a movement too, but it's totally it's different. A different kind of movement, oh, yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Like totally. A bowel, perhaps. Yeah, exactly. Nice, You're good, nice. you. You I and your things. science. <laughs> I'm Angela. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but there's other. So we should talk about the other reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, so it's not just after pregnancy, right? Like, what other? What are the other things? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, So probably the next biggest population I see pain with intercourse with um, is the postmenopausal women. Yeah, yeah. Pretty high. So that is a a really big time where you know they're getting lots of changes to their whole body, but they're when menopause happens and we start to lose some of the estrogen in the area, Mm -hmm. the vaginal tissue and the tissues around there just aren't as supple Mm -hmm. Uh, and so it can sex can start to be very painful Mm. be very it can be very dry the tissue Mm -hmm. is just more friable and just it's not as plump and supple and giving and so um, women can start to experience pain at that point Mm -hmm. and even if the muscles weren't the initial cause to the pain so it might just be that the tissue is really dry and uh, get a lot of people say you know it feels like sandpaper when they yeah, try to have sex. And some women say they tear a little bit yeah too. they can tear a little bit mm-hmm. but one of our bodies that doesn't sound no, fun at all it's not, not. Oh, i hear no. it's a terrible experience <laughs> no. you need definitely gallons of lube <laughs> there you uh, but it can start out as just the pain and then our body's response to it as a protective mes- mechanism is right. for the muscles to tense yeah. up around up. it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately, if they don't relax again, then the muscles being tense can yeah, be part of the problem too. Itself. So yeah. it, it gets into a vicious cycle of mm-hmm. pain causing muscle tension, causing pain, causing muscle tension. And I tell women they're literally traumatizing their vaginas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They are. It's been traumatized. We need to take care of yeah, her. We need it's to be it's very okay. Nice yeah, but to it. it's true. You, mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. So right. one of the ways that we work, uh, especially with that population, again, and it goes very much along like we we need to stop traumatizing the vagina, mm-hmm. is uh, I should have brought them. I didn't. It's vaginal dilators. Oh, explain it. What is that? Yes, explain that. So vaginal dilators are a way to kind of very gently and in a very controlled fashion, stepwise increase the amount of stretch that the vagina mm-hmm. can take. And, that, and mm-hmm. so they can start out basically the size of a finger or, mm-hmm. or even smaller. I've seen a few really small ones and they work up you know like maybe there's four or five six different sizes one until you're getting up to about erect penis size Mm -hmm. and that's so i had one client who had to use a dilator up to the size of width of a phone because she said her husband's penis was that big she's like it's this big 
big. That seems a bit much. Yeah. It was. That was oh. the problem. He was just too big, and it was painful. So, yeah. guys, big penises are not always a good thing no. for females. But we're kind of small. <laughs> yes, I have had many a patient say, I wish he was just a pencil size. <laughs> so I was like, okay, all right. Um, these well, situations, a micro penis yeah. would be a good thing. <laughs> just saying. No, it's true. Go on. Anyway. No, sorry, no, I'm just no, messing with fine. you. Uh, so, so the dilators are a way that the woman can herself start to stretch the tissue mm-hmm. in a very controlled fashion where she's in control of inserting it and mm-hmm. we're not forcing through pain. We're just mm-hmm. very gently increasing the stretch uh, slowly over time mm-hmm. until she feels comfortable or has worked up to the size that's closer to her partner. Okay, So that works really well for a lot of women who postmenopausal, um, sometimes with postpartum where we're dealing with scar tissue that needs to be stretched, works well for a lot of women who have been unfortunately thrown into menopause with cancer treatments, breast oh. cancer oh, treatments, yeah. stuff like that. That can cause it early? That can cause it early if you have Yep, like and that's so a lot of women, um, mm-hmm. when they're dealing with breast cancer, de- depending on the type of breast cancer, they'll shut down ovary function, and that because it's their breast cancer, it's a type of breast cancer that responds to having estrogen around, and mm-hmm. so they want to take as much estrogen oh. out and so they put women into early menopause oh, um, with it and so I work a lot with um, breast cancer patients who are and other gynecological cancers who are dealing with um, pain and with intercourse after that so yeah, yeah. an unfortunate side effect of uh, a lot of cancer treatments can end up with pain and problems in the pelvic area oh, yeah. yeah or erectile dysfunction yes. and then the prostate mm-hmm. cancer stuff yeah. Oh, yeah definitely yeah like i've heard um some of the doctors will say suggest like a wait and see approach if it's just starting because a lot of men will get prostate cancer and it's not always best to go in and treat if it's mm-hmm. going to affect their quality of life and quality mm-hmm. of their sex life because for men they are very closely tied to their penises i always say this um not i'm mean, somewhat jokingly but literally like when a man feels like he's not functioning well there mm-hmm. it really like challenges him as a man and it, oh, yeah. you know it's hard for them they have a lot mm-hmm. of anxiety yeah <laughs> no, sure definitely so the, but that's not the only those aren't the only two there's other reason or you said so there's three mm-hmm. cancer the menopause there's post pregnancy but there's mm-hmm. there's another category or two aren't mm-hmm. there 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 are definitely other categories in that so um one that i see fairly frequently is um something called vaginismus okay. and that mm-hmm. which is a condition that can be either idiopathic, which means we really don't know why it started, mm-hmm. or it can... Je ne sais pas. Yeah, That's a big know. word for saying, I, know. Me- I don't know. Yeah, yeah, idiopathic you know, sounds the, more Yeah, the medical world though. wanted to, you know, make it sound better, yeah. and then it's like, really, yeah, we don't like, know we why. We have no idea. Yeah. We have no <laughs> idea what's going on. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, so Try some it. Tylenol. I'm going to use that all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> it's just idiopathic. Yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> that means we know what we're doing. Nice, nice. It does make us seem cooler, though, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> but so, vaginismus, vaginismus is a condition where the pelvic floor muscles are basically kind of spasmed tight mm-hmm. and, that, and so they are not allowing any type of penetration into the vaginal canal so this can be during a gynecological exam this can mm-hmm. be with tampon insertion so a lot of girls first notice it that these are people who were never able to insert a tampon and that, okay. and that it was always painful or not even possible. Hmm. And then they, you know, maybe get their first boyfriend or they're virgins and, you know, wait until they're married and they try and have sex and mm-hmm. nothing's going in. I've mm-hmm. had a few people who haven't been able to consummate, like, because it's just so painful. Mm-hmm. And they're married for like two, three, four years. Yep. Mm. Can happen. Yeah, mean, it can yeah. happen. And that and vaginismus is an interesting one because it can be both it could be painful or it can be completely not painful. That they just it is the door oh. is closed and nothing's getting in. Huh. Yeah. But that's not the most common one. Okay. But more it's more common that it's painful. There's oftentimes a lot of fear associated with it as because mm-hmm. they've had painful situations or that sure. it often um, can be um, sexual abu- a history of sexual abuse is yeah. a common precursor to that. But I have many women who have it and they hate having a conversation with their new partners because their new partners, if if they're not married and they're you know meeting someone new and that they're like they all then ask me, well, were you abused? Did you have? And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I didn't like. And they're like, I don't want to have that conversation with someone that I'm you know yeah. just thinking about. Somebody that you're being newly active. dating. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but that is it's kind a, of a fifth date. 
conversation. <laughs> nice. Not yeah. the first yeah. date. Not your first. <laughs> not your first date. So you know, yeah. I was <laughs> abused. There may be some issues with yeah. our dating. No, it's yeah. terrible. <laughs> no. Yeah, like wait a minute. First no, date. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so, um, so yeah, that patient mm-hmm. population again is another population that usually responds mm-hmm. well to the dilators. Um, uh, dialers, uh, often are, the majority of it is done at home. It's something that people do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. and that. But um, it's helpful to have someone like a pelvic physical therapist work with you with them. I've had many patients whose doctor has simply handed them a box of dilators and said, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Go, you know, go do it. Yeah. And they're like, ah, oh, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah. Like hit things with Yeah, them. like, I, what, what do I do? And that's so a pelvic <laughs> He's playing drums that, over there. Do, do, do. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's exactly what you're supposed to do with them. <laughs> Thank you. That was helpful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, you know, working with a pelvic physical therapist to help you progress them can be good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, aren't there like, there's some sort of deep breathing exercises you have them do and like yeah, even you like teach them how to relax while mm-hmm. you're doing it how to you know tricks or tips that they can do to help the muscles be a little bit more flexible when they're doing it how, mm. how to progress from the different dilators so sometimes people they're like i can do the, the size three one really well but i can't you know seem to get it, progress mm-hmm. on to the size four so working with a therapist that way can be helpful for it so so you said you also um, work with people for sexual dysfunction. How does the pelvic floor come mm-hmm. into that? Like, yeah. How uh, can, can pelvic floor muscle problems cause sexual dysfunction? Yes, they definitely can. Okay. So our pelvic floor muscles are, um, they have many functions. What are the muscles we're talking about? Like are there names? So here are our pelvic floor muscles. Those ones right there. Yeah, so there's a superficial See layer, there. Mm-hmm. and then that's the deep layer. They basically make a bowl on the bottom okay. of our pelvis. I see. And they go around. Um, so it's kind of like Louisiana. Yeah. <laughs> right? New Orleans? Right. So this is New Orleans. So this, this is, is New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> Where's our fringe quarter? <laughs> the French nice. quarter's the clitoris. Nice. Mm-hmm. nice. All right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you didn't mean to move it in see. She was thrown off by New I w- Orleans. I was thrown off like, by I don't know what to go with this. Hey, you brought soup bowls. You brought a soup bowl. We just went to the logical next step. I mean, really. Totally logical. Yeah. All right. So, no. continue. No, but so <laughs> these muscles, they have many functions. So one, because they attach around the bottom of this whole pelvis, they are a support structure for this bony ring here. Okay. okay. So they support from the bottom, the abdominal muscles support from the front, the buttocks muscles support from the back. Mm-hmm. So they help the to keep the pelvis together. Yeah, okay. Keep you together. Keep you together. Keep it together. They mm-hmm. make that bowl on the bottom of yeah. the pelvis. So and they help the to support the pelvic organ. So our bladder and females, our bladder, our uterus, and our rectum are all sitting in there. I feel like Vanna White doing this. You <laughs> yeah, want to play with You're doing it well. weird. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you're like... You're like no, I'm showing. I'm showing. She said the bow, so I like, and then she said the pelvis, so or the butt. So I turned it around so you could see the butt side. Like go. I'm really clearly getting this. Nice. Yeah, you're very Vanna White. Nice. I know. Nice. I was thinking, I'm like, I feel like Vanna White with a pelvis. This is great. She had a great job. <laughs> nice. Good nice. All right. So the um, so they support the pelvic organs. They also um, basically they're involved in peeing and pooping, and yeah. that's so um, they close the holes when things aren't supposed to come out, and they mm-hmm. open the holes when things are supposed to come out. Okay. And then they're involved in sexual functions. So these muscles are involved in the act of us getting aroused. They're involved in the orgasm process, and mm-hmm. that's so. Mm-hmm. Um, if I go back to the hand analogy, where I'm just clenching or holding the hand tight all the time, I'm never going to let good blood flow through here. So, mm-hmm. and that's one of the main things that needs to happen when we're getting aroused and you know going to have an orgasm. We need a nice, healthy blood flow to this area. Let everything kind of fill up, and that. So, if the muscles are holding in a clenched position all the time, which mm-hmm. a lot of women. <clears throat> clench their pelvic floor and have no idea that they're clenching it all the time. Mm. It's a common place that we hold tension. Mm-hmm. And so teaching the women to kind of relax and let go through I that I say area. men hold their stress in their penis, so yeah. maybe women hold their stress yeah. in their vagina. You, you just go. need a good massage. <laughs> <laughs> Deep tissue. Deep yeah. tissue. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, so, tell us the medical stuff. Continue. <laughs> yeah, no, We're yeah, just going to poke fun at it. You yeah. know, yeah, give it interesting. <laughs> Uh, so, you know, sexual dysfunction can happen with the muscles are 
too tense, too tight, not relaxing and moving the, the way that they need be. Mm-hmm. Um, the muscles themselves can be cause can be causing pain in the area, and therefore we're just we're having trouble f- with libido getting aroused and mm-hmm. feeling like you even want to. Right. Yeah. And yeah. That, oh yeah. If you have pain, you're mm-hmm. not going to be in the mood. And yeah. often, unless you like pain, but well, this isn't yeah. consensual. Not, not the same not, kind of yeah, pain. Yeah. It's yeah. different. You're not consenting to that yeah. pain. If you're consenting, it's yeah. very sexy. What if you didn't <laughs> consent to it? No, I don't know. Still, no, you no. can't because yeah. it's like your body's attacking you. You feel out of control, and oh, women hate it. They like they tell me they feel kind of like this sense of brokenness, and the mm-hmm. very uh, thing that kind of yeah. identifies mm-hmm. them as being female too. Mm-hmm. I think know? sexuality is a big part of every adult. It's a tough topic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And one that we nobody we, wants to be broken. Well, no, no definitely nobody wants not. to feel that way. Yeah, and along that lines, I get a lot of women who potentially are avoiding sex, not because they're having pain or that in this area, but because they're worried they're gonna pee during oh. sex or yeah. have an accident because mm-hmm. they're they're having bladder control issues mm-hmm. and the, the their pelvic floor muscles can be part sure. of that that they're not controlling well, so they they avoid because they're embarrassed. They don't want to be embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, they don't want to yeah. be embarrassed in the situation. Right. So again, that can cause yeah. problems. So yeah. you know, so there's definitely multiple ways that and the anxiety right. of it. I'm sure mm-hmm. that makes it even worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harder to get into mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, That's you mentioned tough. a treatment team. Mm-hmm. Who's on this treatment team? <laughs> yeah, no. So it really depends on the person. But I feel like, uh, especially if we're talking about specifically with pain with sex, and that that mm-hmm. you know, a pelvic physical therapist, a sex therapist, um, an, an <laughs> yes, can like be an Angela, mm-hmm. like an Angela. Me, but I do a very different thing. I will not go into your vagina. No, nope. <laughs> yeah. we'll talk all about it and talk about your relationship. Sure, we should actually probably talk about that. That that I I probably will go into your vagina. Yeah, um, yep. so we'll come so you back. Will have, yeah. gloves. you will have yeah. them. Gloves. <laughs> no, but like, yeah. so that is that's, that's an a big important difference. distinction. So, yes. like, as a sex therapist, it's all talk therapy. Right. Um, but what I'm doing when it comes to pain is that a lot of couples have stopped having sex for like mm-hmm. a long period of time. And so now mm-hmm. they're going to physical therapy, but you, like, okay, it's great to get the muscle structure mm-hmm. in order. But if you haven't been intimate with your partner for a really long time, there's all these things like who's going to initiate? Who, how should we initiate? Should I wait for her? Should she be mm-hmm. doing it? Um, and then, like, also, like, they'll have stopped everything, like certain yeah. forms of affection, because what happens to the woman is she's afraid she is leading him on and she doesn't want to follow through with sex. Mm-hmm. And so, and like, even with basic affection, so she'll avoid things like kissing or just basic no touching. touching. Yeah, because yeah, no she doesn't want to lead him on, but then they're missing out on, like, some very basic yeah. human connections. Interaction. Human touch. Yeah. 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 And so a lot of what I do kind of is the couple mm-hmm. interaction stuff. Um, I always, like, take a lead from mm-hmm. you physical therapist. So, like, if the physical therapist says no penis and vagina intercourse until you're at a certain point Mm -hmm. then I teach them ways to be intimate and sexual without that because Mm -hmm. by the way that's not the only way to be sexual just want to throw that out there your whole body can Mm -hmm. be a sexual organ but then the other piece that I do is more anxiety like Mm -hmm. I have women who are working with you or another physical therapist Mm -hmm. and they're like you know I feel like I can do it by myself but like when it comes to sex I'm freaked out I don't think it's going to work and so we do kind of a version of mindfulness to like teach Mm -hmm. them to take it one moment at a time be fully present Mm -hmm. like stimulate your nerve endings focus on what's pleasurable but it's it's its own process to get people past the anxiety no that's so important because I've had many women who are progressing really well with the physical side that yeah. we're working on and they've been like great. dilating like, up the wazoo I've got, I've got <laughs> no, 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 literally no. not the wazoo the vaginal oh, the vagina yeah. the vajayjay <laughs> the vajayjay that's what yeah, it is but the thought of bringing their partner back yeah. into it and mm-hmm. all that is, there's is some fear yeah there's there, some yeah. fear associated with it so making that transition over mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. you know that's where definitely you know co- working with a sex therapist can be really important mm-hmm. but also, then that's where the line stops because mm-hmm. I don't go into a vagina you, you do so if you're in sex therapy and your pants are off you're doing it wrong <laughs> but people ask if they're supposed to get right. naked and i'm like absolutely, no, absolutely not please not. don't you're get naked it, in my you're office doing it wrong but if they go see a pelvic floor physical therapist they you're may doing get it right. undressed yes. as a part uh, of it. so yes just, just face down though yeah. throwing it out there no. like that's not what nobody said would. that <laughs> what are you talking about? nobody said they had to be face down what are you talking about no i meant i meant waist down waist i said down. the whole I totally said the wrong word, but it's funny. Sure. I thank you for clarifying because then everyone's going to be like, why are they going from behind? Also, they could take their top off. Yeah. Never no, no, usually no. they have their shirt. No, sure. It's like, like what? You get like a drape a on your legs or something. Yes. Okay. So let, let her go. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us more about what I you do. We got this. We're just making guesses yeah, no, here. No, no, you're fine. Uh, so, um, so 
I, I look at the person, different pelvic physical therapists, I'll come, I'll do it a little bit differently, but one for comfort's sake and two, because I believe that all of our muscles and our body work together. And that's mm -hmm. so I start out my evaluation looking at the muscles around the pelvic area. So abdominal, back, hip, buttocks, thigh muscles. Mm -hmm. And that's just done by talking with the person and having them move through some different positions and seeing mm -hmm. how strong, flexible, and coordinated they are. Yeah. And letting them know, okay, do, that, do any of these cause any pain? Do you feel any mm -hmm. tension? Does this cause mm -hmm. pressure anywhere? Like they're just letting me know what they feel. And then the second part uh, is looking more specifically at the pelvic floor muscles themselves. And the gold standard for that is similar to a gynecological evaluation in females. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it involves them getting undressed from the waist down. At my office, I do not have stirrups. It's not like a gynecologist chair. It's, you know, mm -hmm. trying to be as comfortable as possible and kind of supporting their legs. But I insert one gloved finger into the vaginal canal. And I'm assessing where the muscles are resting. Are they too tight? Are they too loose? Is there scar tissue? Kind of getting a whole big picture of how they're moving and that. Mm -hmm. So, and that part typically takes maybe like five minutes or so. It's not, we're, we're not in there for a long time. Yeah, you're it's, not there yeah. for an hour. Yeah, yeah, no. And it's, it's very much just trying to get an assessment of what's going on. And then depending on what we find, internal treatments might be involved in future sessions. And that if we have a lot of scar tissue or, or knots or trigger points that we need to use manual techniques to work out, mm -hmm. then we'll do that. But we talk through that ahead of time and we yeah. plan for they know what's going to happen yeah they yeah. know what's going to happen she's got a good bedside yeah. manner is yeah. what she is saying yes. you know, like, i'll <laughs> yeah. make you feel comfortable you into it. Put, yeah. take your coat off or mm -hmm. you know i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> well i feel like in general because females are used to going to the gynecologist mm -hmm. yeah they're a little bit more used to that when i work with my male clients they're, one, I find that oftentimes their referring physician hasn't maybe prepped them for the <laughs> fact that what the examination might entail. I see. And so I get <laughs> a like, lot why of... Why am I squatting? <laughs> I get a lot of gentlemen clients, um, patients who come in, and I explain ahead of time what we're going to do. And yeah. so in guys, the gold standard is a single-digit insertion into the anus to assess oh, no. the pelvic floor muscles. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so many mm. of them, their eyes kind of light up a little mm. bit when they hear that. And they're like, I didn't expect At least buy that. me a drink first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I find that usually with my male clients. Well, once you're patients, in your 40s and 50s, they just start going up there all the time. <laughs> Like they do it all the time. Yeah, you but as, your a, butt, as a younger your guy, butt. like they never really. <laughs> yeah. I barely take. I never. I've never taken my clothes off for my doctor. It never okay. really happens. It's a rare thing. They yeah. don't even cup your balls. I heard that was a thing. I've yeah. had it done once in the last ten years. <laughs> really? It was wonderful, but. <laughs> <laughs> was it good for you? <laughs> yeah. No. No. But, yeah. Oh, you're, you're. But I think women are oh. used to it more. Oh yeah. Because you have the mm -hmm. annual gynecological yeah. pap, so yeah. women mm -hmm. all are but used to that process. Ultimately, you know, it's being respectful of uh, the patient. I've I've had some women that they're so fearful and it, oh, and or it's been so painful mm -hmm. that they're like they 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 refuse or they're like, well, we can look at the area, right. but okay. like no they're touch. They're too worried yet about it. That. And so mm -hmm. I've okay. had some women that we work on just like I'm going to gently touch your thigh, right? <laughs> and um, getting them used to just touch moving yeah. towards that area that that area has been off limits for so right. long yeah that there's no way that the first time she and i are meeting that i'm going anywhere right. near that and so if that, they're a little so. scared they just need to let you know yeah so it's not anything like oh you have totally to do normal. this otherwise right. we won't no, no. I you don't like, have to do anything that, yeah you're the an fact, adult you can walk out yeah the leave. fact that we're not doing it gives me information as to where we start yeah. like oh, how yeah. how we move so forward it's part of the assessment yeah and you're you were mentioning a third part of the treatment team that I don't think we've really mm -hmm. delved into, which Urologist? is yeah. the medical doctor. Uh, yep, yeah, medical doctor. Medical and that, doctor. and so mm -hmm. when we're talking about pelvic pain, mm -hmm. it can be a challenge sometimes to find someone uh, on the medical doctor side of it who can really take ownership and help. So it can be, it potentially is going to be a urologist. Um, it could be a urogynecologist, which is... Uh, basically a physician who's board certified in urology and gynecology. So they only mm. specialize in kind of the female organs and, and bladder issue type stuff. Mm. Um, it might be an OBGYN. It might be a gynecologist. It might be, um, there's a few in St. Louis, a few physical medicine and rehabilitation doctors mm. who work more on the musculoskeletal side of things, but specialize in pelvic area. Mm -hmm. So what my recommendation to people who are, going through this is 
if you don't like what your doctor says about it, if they just give you the, the you know, like go drink some more wine or just use a lot of lube, mm-hmm. f- find another doctor. Yeah. Like that, it's not, don't, don't let them shame you into thinking mm-hmm. that this is all in your head and this is something that you're just going to have to live with. Like mm-hmm. there are other doctors out there. Unfortunately, a lot of times it does take some searching mm-hmm. to find a good one or at least one that's very compassionate about it. I've had, there's several doctors in town who are wonderful, maybe don't necessarily have all the answers for why you're dealing with pelvic pain, but they're at least extremely compassionate and listening to They're you receptive. and are receptive yeah. and willing to work and with And willing you. to offer you the suggestions. The hard yeah. thing is, is not all the doctors will offer a referral to pelvic floor mm-hmm. either because they don't know about it or like you said, mm-hmm. they kind of don't have maybe a respect for it. Like what, you're just doing kegels. Why do I have to? Yeah. And it's a lot more than kegels. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like on the pelvic pain side of it. Physical therapist exists for a reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if your doctor could just give you a piece of paper and say, go do this, then mm-hmm. there wouldn't be physical therapists. Yes. Reality yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you're in physical therapy now. I am now, Not yeah. for the same reason. Because <laughs> he had a back surgery, yeah. so it's more back stuff. Fun mm-hmm. stuff. But, like, they do all that same stuff. They did yeah. the assessment, put them in weird positions. Oh, now they're making so them do much. exercises. It's so painful. It oh. is. The first one, that's I go again tomorrow. No, it may be painful <laughs> in the assessment, too, mm-hmm. because, yeah, like, no, the you're whole testing. Process. <laughs> oh, the whole process. Oh, the For me. My, I had a spinal <laughs> surgery, though, yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, so. The goal of that therapy, you know, pelvic floor, is to reduce the pain. And therapy a lot of times so a lot of times Mm -hmm. unfortunately i have had some patients who potentially have done therapy before (laughs) and they said how painful it was for Mm -hmm. the pelvic area and that um there are some therapists that kind of have that theory that of no pain no gain i that's a terrible point of view yeah i i do not and a lot of us don't especially when it comes to this because if you're having a pain response you're just going to keep feeding that cycle Mm -hmm. of everything thinking like anything coming towards here is going to be mm-hmm. painful. Yeah. And, and so we really work towards... And then the muscles will just react yeah. more. We can't keep traumatizing the area. Yeah. Eventually yeah. it's like, like uh, doors closed for service. Yeah. Not happening ever again. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. what my spine said. <laughs> kicking me like, out of there. Screw you. We are not walking or moving no. or anything. <laughs> no, he's actually been doing a great job. Yeah. But <laughs> I started swimming. Well, good. He started swimming. Good. Again. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Fun stuff. Yeah, so that's really important. And, uh, you know, like on the sex therapy side of that, one of the things I've been working on with all of my clients is reassociating positive feelings with sex Mm -hmm. because basically all of it has become shut down because it's like, well, this was painful. And Mm -hmm. then like all the other stuff like started to become maybe not painful, but like it became neutral or negative to them. Yeah, because they knew that this might lead to this, might lead Mm -hmm. to this. And Mm -hmm. so... You know, we take sex off the table for a time and like sometimes there's just dry humping involved and a lot mm-hmm. of making out. No, it's serious. Oh, that can be a good thing. No, it yeah. can I be fun, but like I have no problem with dry humping. So you know it's really meant to remind them that, that sex can be pleasurable again and yeah. there are a variety of ways to do it. So you take the pain that, out for a yeah, bit. Yeah, take the pain out for a bit until you guys do some of your work and mm-hmm. get that, you know, get those muscles moving the right way. And then by the time that they're getting there, they're actually experiencing mm-hmm. desire again for yeah. sex. That's good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. there's a lot of good stuff to do i think it's an important part of sex <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah desire. are there any yeah. things that doctors since you were talking about doctors mm-hmm. are there any things that doctors like do to accompany you as far as like treatment yeah it, there are definitely some treatment options that are out there so there are some uh, medicine options that can help especially if the muscles are you know dealing with some muscle tension or dealing with some nerve pain in the issue mm-hmm. so there's oh, some yeah. medicines that can specifically help with nerve symptoms to kind of calm things down. There's some topical medicines that can be put on the mm-hmm. area, especially if the pain is more right around the vestibule or the vulvar area that um, like a lot. What's a vestibule? <laughs> the vestibule is the area right um, around uh, the opening of the vagina here. Oh, okay. So the vulvar, vulva is the whole area encompassing, mm-hmm. I'm showing myself and they don't get sure. to see. I'm Show like, them. hi, let's look at it. And that, so uh, the vestibule is right around the opening of the vagina. There's vestibule. You're good. People can see it. And then the vulva is, it encompasses more of the area there, but um, topical okay. lidocaine Sorry. is something that they might recommend mm-hmm. to um, help kind of um, give uh, some temporary pain relief in the area um there's sometimes uh, some women um potentially go through botox injections for their pelvic floor does that help it can in the right situation that if the muscles are just 
just spasm they tighten, just, just not yeah. letting go. They can get them to let go. Hmm. Risk factors associated with that are these. these yeah, I thought muscles. they tried to avoid like paralyzing muscles. With they that, but they do, but Botox can be helpful in the right situations. It's used for many different muscular conditions, mm-hmm. but there are risks associated with sure. it. So these guys help to make sure that we don't pee and poop on ourselves. And yeah. so if we hit the area too much you don't want to do that then yeah. we potentially have issues on that end of the spectrum issues, yeah. there are also certain cell. surgeries some people yeah. might get it but but we always mm-hmm. try to go um like low risk before mm-hmm. we go high risk surgeries yeah. are higher risk and so mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. always better to do the easiest route first mm-hmm. not that this is like easy there's some yeah. work involved lower in this, risk. but yeah like lower, lower risk, risk we, yeah anytime you go in damage. cutting you're, you have yeah. risk of high, more scar oh. tissue and yeah. the body not working as well yeah. so we try to do that as a last resort but yeah. doctors are available to do certain surgeries mm-hmm. yeah. definitely definitely mm-hmm. um along the lines with working with your physician and you know a pelvic physical therapist and that you as the person who's dealing with these symptoms might be the one to have to bring up the idea of pelvic physical therapy to your doctor yeah that they might not be familiar with it mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so you might have to be the proactive one so don't necessarily assume, well, my doctor hasn't told me about pelvic physical therapy, so he or she must not think I need it. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. not, they really, they might not have it on their radar at all. Yeah. And so you might need to be the one to kind of search Lead that out. That mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, there's a reason for that. I actually was talking to a doctor recently, and one of the things she said for why that can be the case is that doctors are really kind of doing a triage. So they're thinking about life and death first, yeah. not quality of life. Right. And there are some more forward-thinking doctors who are like, well, you know, quality of life, quality of sex, but like cancer um <laughs> is there anything that could potentially cause your bladder to not work at all you know like things like that right. so it's just kind Those of are more important and they only have 10 right. to 15 minutes to spend with you so right. they're not That's they may problem. not advocate for some of the things that you need like physical therapy because mm-hmm. they're thinking more along those other lines like is this an abnormal pap what happened here you know mm-hmm. that sort of thing yeah yeah okay yeah, so just know that as a patient, you might have to be the one advocating for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and doctors love it when you go on WebMD. And oh, yeah. They're like, I have oh, these they're symptoms. big fans of that. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah, let me tell you, you have cancer? Is that what you found on WebMD? <laughs> yeah, I have cancer. That's it. Yeah. It's endometriosis. Every single thing you look up on WebMD will list cancer as one of the possible causes. Every mm-hmm. single thing. Mm-hmm. So apparently everything I have causes cancer. Yeah. <laughs> causes cancer. <laughs> nice. Exactly. So that's what we need to find, and then you'll be okay, cured. Okay. <laughs> you have any other questions? Andrew? Um, I was I was thinking of two <coughs> other issues that we could maybe mm-hmm. briefly discuss because okay. actually endometriosis did just come into my mind, and the mm-hmm. other one was it's ten a.m. So oh, okay. Just so we know, we're at an hour. Um, and then the other one is actually uh chronic um orgasming. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name of it. Oh, like, what is Where that? they're being um. Either constantly horny constantly and constantly getting orgasms. orgasming, but mm-hmm. not having any release. I'm, I'm struggling yeah. with the name, so I'm curious okay. if you do any work P-gad. with those two. P-GAD. Yes, P-GAD. 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 No, no, no. P-G-A-D. <laughs> yeah, so with that one, people initially, when Persistent they hear that... Persistent genital arousal disorder. Yeah, okay. that's what it is. That sounds like it can be a problem. Yes. Oh, so it is. People up front, when they hear it, like, oh, isn't that a good thing? It's like, no, no. think about going through your day aroused all day long and potentially orgasm. Yeah, you're in a day. meeting. Yeah. I was a teenage boy. <laughs> I, know what, I know what you're he talking about. Exactly what that's like. 100%. <laughs> that's why they stay in their desks for a while oh, after yeah. it ends. Like, I'll, I'm just studying. Like, I'm really studying algebra really intensely. No, we today. had an erection. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> so, PGAD is something yeah. you work with? Okay. So, it's not a very, it's not a common condition, but it is out there. Yeah. And that's definitely something that pelvic physical therapy can help out with. Again, we'd be assessing what's going on with the pelvic muscles there. Are they not releasing or letting go the way they, they should be? Is there mm-hmm. faulty muscle tension or movement around there that's, you know, kind of feeding into the nerves that are supplying the area for arousal and orgasm and that? And so what can we change that way? Can we learn to teach the <clears throat> person some techniques to kind of relax and downtrain everything in the area. So it's definitely something that pelvic physical therapy can help with um, and work with it that way. And then you asked about endometriosis. Mm-hmm. And What's endometriosis? 
endometriosis is. Mm -hmm. I'm just gonna do. I was thinking like, of these like tumors juggling. and stuff. There's oh. like cysts and things. So, uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not a doctor, no, so. Yeah. Yeah. so let's let her answer this. So I know, right? <laughs> this is a great explanation so, for endometriosis. It's where your hands randomly go like this during a podcast. Circular motions in. No, go on. No. So endometriosis. We have the endometrial lining inside our uterus. We we shed that every month during our menstrual cycle. Sure. Endometriosis is where some of that endometrial tissue somehow finds its way outside of the uterus and mm. is in the abdominal cavity. Mm -hmm. This, it, it actually, they've done... Like mixed in with your organs? Yep. It oh, ends up okay. like kind of landing on... Floating like elsewhere. Floating elsewhere. Where it's not supposed to be. Where it's not supposed yeah. to be. It creates a lot of pain. A lot of pain, a lot, <laughs> a lot of, of scar issues. tissue, a lot Sometimes of Sometimes people struggle to have babies as a result. Yeah, oh. potentially infertility issues. So it it's is tough. one, the, the gold standard for... Diagnosing it, unfortunately, is a laparoscopic surgery to basically go in there and look and say, yes, there's endometrial tissue there. Yeah. And, then, and then they try and clean it out. And that. so a lot of women, they can start having issues with this in their early teens and then oh. live with it for a long, long time. That's rough. Um, but, yeah, so it can affect sexual dysfunction and cause pelvic pain and have bowel and bladder issues. Mm -hmm. All of that because the the endometrial tissue is adhering and causing kind of scarring down of different areas. And again, um, working with a pelvic physical therapist to try and um, create optimal movement of everything in the mm -hmm. area and optimal functioning can help to minimize the pain and help the women, you know, feel more comfortable in that. So okay. it's definitely something that can yeah. be beneficial. That's a rough, yeah. yeah. to be a rough There's thing. There's a lot of rough, rough stuff she works with. But in I general, think, yeah. you have a lot of rough things that can happen to your body. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> well, I think we've covered all we want to ask. I Is there so. any, like, final things that are important, like, you know, that our viewers should know, or do you think we've covered it? <laughs> no, I, I think you guys have done a great job, um, you know, covering a, a lot of the topics related to painful intercourse and that what I'd say for you know people who are potentially dealing with it you are not alone mm -hmm. like there are definitely other women and, and men who are, are dealing with it and that so it's unfortunately not something that is as commonly talked about and so mm -hmm. people feel very isolated when they're yeah. going through it and but there there is help <coughs> out there you know talk to your doctor about it see about going to pelvic physical therapy um and yeah there are options to help so please Please don't try and live with it and just think it's normal because you right. had a baby or don't it's normal because I'm menopausal. And mm -hmm. No, it's not. So, quick question. So, is it normal to have some pain after you have a pregnancy during sex? Or is it just if you have any pain after that six weeks and you go back in, so is it a problem? The first time might not be your most comfortable time mm -hmm. <laughs> and that afterwards because everything, sure. you know, it got moved around and there could be some scar tissue in that. But, you know, as long as it's getting progressively better like okay that wasn't my best time but it's getting better but it's not getting but, worse or yeah it shouldn't the stay the same it shouldn't be getting worse okay. and that so good yeah yeah okay. well thank you for coming You're it was welcome. really great to have no, you no, and people you. can find you at legacytherapystl.com correct or they can find you at legacytherapystl.com slash blog where mm -hmm. you have a blog yeah and they can find you on facebook at mm -hmm. legacy physical therapy stl mm -hmm. and angelo who are you where can they find you oh well of course if you need <laughs> sex therapy or marriage therapy because i do both right yeah. Um, or couples, it. you, know, you don't have all. to be married. I do it all, <laughs> she right? She does it all. Uh, <laughs> www.therapistinsaintlouis.com. I also have a Facebook page. Just look up St. Louis Marriage Therapy where I post all of these podcasts and, you know, just everything we do. Yep. <laughs> and you can find us at aboutsexpodcast.com. And please go on to iTunes, leave us a review. And thank you for being here. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for day. having me, guys. Bye.